0: Hello everyone and welcome to Failed Architecture Breeze Blocks, where our editors share their thoughts on works in progress, urgent matters, and current happenings in architecture and spatial politics. My name is Kristen Hu and I am currently an editor on Failed Architecture's New York City team. Today, we're delving into F.A.'s Stories on Earth exhibition at the Venice Architecture Biennale with Surinamese Dutch writer Karen Lachmasing. And Italian architect Angelo Renna on their collaborative contribution, the Sacred Planetary Garden.
1: Hi Karen, hi Angelo. Hi, Christine. Nice to be here.
2: Hi. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, um, you know, it's it's great to really have you here and be able to just, like talk about the kind of behind the scenes a little bit. So I'm wondering, just to like give a quick intro for our listeners, if you could maybe speak a little bit about like what the sacred planetary garden is. Uh, well, let me start by saying
1: the Planetary Garden is, well, it's a project, of course, uh, for the Venice Biennale, um, uh, where Angelo and I worked on. We called it the Planetary Garden, but it started off with trying to write the story, both in design and in, in in words, about a botanical garden. And through our research, we thought that it would be a better way of describing it as a planetary garden in how we created and how we thought about the process and everything that we found in the research and how we wanted the story to be told so that's a little bit of the planetary garden naming it like that so maybe angelo can add uh, to this from his point of view
2: yes uh, I, I would like to say that me and Kari, we are both interested in, in understanding the the relation with nature between human and non-human and this project in some way is the result of that. And through this project, we actually searched about the first plant that appeared on land, on the planet, 500 million years ago. And it's not just a project where we were trying to, you know, re-revive these extinct species, but in some way is a journey back in time and uh, looking for that plant as in some way we were looking for our ancestors, you know, is through this plant in some way is the beginning of life. So that's was our journey back. And, and that's what actually the project is trying to say and show.
0: I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that's like really deep because, you know, I, ha- I come from like a landscape architecture background. So it's like, uh, you know, plants are really, really interesting thing for me. And actually something that I noticed about your video when I watched it was that it was speaking from the voice of the earth, Right as if like the earth was sort of narrating uh, what was happening. And so I'm really curious on like how you developed a character for the earth and how like your research or your maybe personal relationships influenced that voice.
1: I think it had a lot to do with how we look at it ourselves and how we approach nature as a person. And you said, you know, what is human? That there's no distinction between what we call Plant, or what we call human, if we, as we look at 500, if you see the first, you know, the first creation of the first creator. And uh, in Suriname, I worked with indigenous communities deep in the forest, and I learned a lot in how, how we see ourselves in protecting nature. From a Western point of view, it's like we have something to do as a human to protect nature but from the indigenous point of view there is no distinction between human or nature so it's very natural to take care of our earth and and there's a kind of also spiritual voice in, in respecting everything that is living so the water, uh, the plants the tree, everything comes from A very deep spiritual feeling that everything in life is like uh, connected with each other. So there's no power system in that. And and that was very leading in how we felt the story both and how we wanted to approach the relation that we try to visualize both in words and, and design. And that flowed into, you know, what you saw and during our research, also we looked into specific publications, but also stories that re- that were related to our vision about human and nature and how everything comes together, and the indigenous and spiritual point of view. Yeah, that was kind of leading in also in the in the poem that accompanies the design or that moves into the design. Awesome.
0: Angelo, I was wondering, do you have any reflections on some of this kind of like voice of the earth? Or maybe you can tell us a little bit about the collective research process?
2: That's, I, didn't, I didn't think about that actually, about this idea of the voice of the earth. I thought it was more, has tried to uh, give voice to, to something else. But I, I really like this picture. But I also want to add one thing that is, uh, you know, it's a story. But also, we really try to make a research also this behind this project. So the, the idea of the plant and the research we did is based on, on scientific fact. So this plant is not something we invented. Of course, we did a project that I think is speculative. And, you know, we in some way give our projection of our ideas into that. But the, the plant is based on, let's say, on, on real fact. It's, it's a fossil that is being uh, funded by bi- biologists. And, you know... We work on this picture that is just a fossil, and there is this imprint of the plant. And through the study of this uh, biologist, it's in, in some way has been let's say uh, placed in t- back in time during the division time, in which Earth was basically just water. And it's really interesting to understand the beginning of the uh, let's say the history of planet, because through that also we are understanding today, and probably we will also understand better the future. So we were really interested in this idea of looking back to understanding and the future and in some way also to understand our life. And, and that's, I think there is really something maybe also spiritual in that. And that's something maybe through the project you, you actually can feel and see, but was not only the, let's say the first uh, reason or the first idea it was really to to make a, a sort of research project to, yeah, to understand and in some way visualize uh, data and facts that they are not available for, for, for everyone, because that's sometimes what happens with science, that it is too complex or too, in a way, abstract to people to visualize. And I think through design, through also uh, poems and, and writing, uh, we actually can make more accessible this information. And that's what we try through this uh, through this project.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think that's also like a really, definitely like I Unique point of view in the architecture right and like landscape architecture profession, I feel like, because well, just given the history of the profession, there's always this like contrast right between the Western notions of man and nature and like you know and it you know it is particularly man right and so um and particularly white man and nature, so you know I think I really appreciate this this critique on that and and bring that to especially like the Biennale you know, a place like that. Another aspect of this project that I think is really interesting to me is just like a, the more collaborative nature of of the project and also, you know, that there are these series of videos, like this is one in a series of, of videos that are kind of framed around this different aspects of colonialism, right? And so I guess I'm wondering, like, what the collective uh, research process was like and how did you maybe... Collaborate with some of the, the other uh, team members through failed architecture.
2: Uh, well, I, w- I was thinking before we started this conversation about the the process and how with Karin actually we we work on on this project it was our first project, so we met actually um, more than a year ago when we started the project, and we met just uh, let's say virtually because we were in the uh, during the beginning of the pandemic and. Actually, we uh, we did this uh, project entirely, uh, let's say, online. So just meeting uh, and talking together, sometimes even just calling each other to you know to share ideas and yeah, and, and talk about the project and and in some way that's how it evolved and how actually we 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 developed the the project. It, it was really for me, it was really easy. That's it's hard to say that of course, collaborative projects sometimes are really. Taking a lot of energy, you know, because you have to, in some way, always come to a compromise or find a way that, in some way, you know, that makes happy everyone. Uh, but here yeah, was really was really special and and and, and was really um, natural, I would say. And we we were really into that sort of uh, journey together, try to. To find the you know the, the, the right way to to display the project, to understand also the, the information and sharing the test. We did a lot of tests because maybe that's also maybe interesting to say that is uh, the project is basically there are two or I would say three components. There is the the 3D printing of the plan that we remodel three dimensional and print it, and, and that's is a the sort of physical object that in some ways a conclusion of the journey, but there is also a reconstruction of the landscape, the, the primitive landscape in which actually the planet appeared, that is basically the planet 500 million years ago. And there is the poems that uh, Karin wrote to in some way explain and feel you know, the, the, the story and this journey back in time. So, all of these components in some way has been always uh, shared between us, you know, also just sending picture about the test, about the printing. And and, and it's also nice to say that the, the drawing is three meter by two. I call it fresco because it's a sort of big drawing. And my Italian background is coming out. And that maybe was the only the, the, the part that took a lot of time in terms of also choosing the right material, on, on what to print. And we did a lot of tests. In, First we tried to to print in, on wood, that was too big and too expensive. Then we went to uh, we we found a nice company. We printed actually on uh, recycled silk, and that was the final result. And and we were quite happy. But you know all this process and decision were all uh, shared, and in some way we were discussing a lot to you know just find the right the right uh, solution. So in that sense, I think it was really nice. It was also shared together with the. Uh, Chiara and Daphne, that they, they are the curators of the project, and, and also, you know, they were part of the, of course, of the discussion of, and, and part of the 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 project and the yeah, of the solution.
1: Yeah, We'd, even in the process itself, uh, Angelo talked about this also. That in the process itself, we went online because of the pandemic, and in the process. We kind of forgot that there was also another, you know, that normally you meet each other and that there's a physical get together. But we were so in the process online that there was there was an automatically adaptation on to work like this and what I found very special working together is the that we were very open about from the beginning of sharing IDs, and that is also because of the curators that gave space on the ID, and we did a storytelling workshop, uh, all six of us, and that gave us a very good start in different approaches, uh, sharing different perspectives, uh, the diversity of the team, and yes we did a lot of research so it was kind of a, a very interesting to show each other okay look this is what we what we found on the planetary garden or this is what we found on uh, the connection of indigenous uh, uh, and, and and nature or this is a garden of art and and we share pictures um, or that we ask ourselves what if you know what if and even in the design what if we use wood for the design or what if we start the story with the person who travels back or what if and we kind of researched on that question and yes it was a very inspiring collaboration and in the end we met and it was like oh yes we meet now but it seems like this was already there somehow so very creative, a very creative process. And it showed us, I think, also the power of being amongst creative people. Yeah, that, that felt very good.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You know Because that, that also reminds me of, you know, I do some digital organizing. Like I joined this collective and it was all online because, you know, the pandemic. And then like, you know, just two months ago, we all like met in person for the first time. And it was just like. I know you because, like, we worked for a year together. (laughs) Uh, So it was, like, um, it was very kind of, like, strangely, like, matter-of-fact, almost like experience, you know, but also um, very exciting. You know, I'm glad that this project also... It shows in both the process, right, and the nature and topic of the of the work. And I feel like that's really powerful as designers and storytellers, right? Like, how does the actual practice, right, of the creation of this project, which although is ultimately in, you know, like an exhibition, in that you kind of built these relationships, right? And so, you know, if you two want to both just offer some closing reflections on, on any of this, um, can, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think it's
1: nice that you say that this, this rela- the the relationship because the heart of what we created is that we've talked about it earlier that there is, you know, the humanity, or I stay also in the poem, I care, I take care, I carry us. So there is no distinction, but it seems also that in the flow of working together, um, design, storytelling, the poetry, the artwork, the whole process kind of flowed in just like everything was one, one thing. There was no distinction between the poem or the material. It came as one thing out of us. And that is also typical for how, how we work together. And for me, as a reflection on this, I, I didn't have an expectation. I just felt that this this is very important for me to to do something with the topic. And I was very happy to find someone who has the same approach and that even though it was online and that we couldn't meet and there was a lot of maybe obstacles on when or how and it took longer than we expected, but um, that we could create this and that even the online thing, because of the pandemic, Added some value also to the work we uh, created because we had another thinking process of how it should be, like the video and the material and the narrative and and how we how we use the narrative. So um, yeah, that is uh, I see it as a very uh, as 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 very exciting and still exciting process we uh, we were able to uh, give our contribution to.
2: Yes, and uh, let's say I, I, can add, uh, I can add something about that. Uh, you know, I, I thought that also the idea of the storytelling is something really interesting as a, let's say, as a tool to use, especially to, you know, to use a story to tell something more with the meaning, with the deep meaning. And of course, it was something that was requested by the curators to work with the story and in some way, Combine design and writing, but was also something that personally I always really interesting as a designer to not just come with the sort of product but more create a story to make accessible information and also, yeah, also make more accessible design because I think as a designer, in some way, I feel there is responsibility to create something that has a meaning and that people can understand it. So for me, storytelling in a sort of a way actually to design and I was really happy to work with with Karin because we had this, uh, I think, of course, a different background, and also uh, because I'm a, an architect and Karin is, a, is she's a writer. But it's really interesting, I think, when you can combine different disciplines, and the result, of course, you cannot uh, predict, you cannot say what is going to be at the end. But I think it's something you discover uh, day by day and that's I thought was I think it's really interesting and it's a really interesting way to to work.
1: When you say the storytelling, Angelo, I was thinking about that we started with okay this must be a story like really and and then I said to Angelo I wrote a poem and, and you know that is a kind of different storytelling but I feel I write poetry but I think I wrote just a poem, a start and then I sent it to him like okay uh, what will be the reaction? And then he said, "Yeah, this this is this is how this is how it should be told," you know. I can feel it. And I said, yeah, I failed to write a poem and I will go on with, with different poems to to lead us through to the story we want to tell and to give voice. And the poem kind of gives space also to 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 the design and to what you want to say or what the earth wants to say. As you said it so beautifully, Christine. So uh, yeah, that was a really nice thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, I mean- to me, I always think about like, what is design without meaning? But then how do you express that meaning? And that I think is through storytelling. So thank you so much, both of you for being with us today. Looking forward to maybe some future collaborations. So (laughs) thank you so much. Also,
2: thank you so much. Thank you very much.